my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. Witches and Warlocks. <laughs> it is a emergency Halloween special drop. <laughs> emergency broadcast. Something we, we had talked about early in our series. Early in the podcast, we talked about this. Yes. Kristen Stewart presents Living for the Dead. The gay gun, gay ghost hunting show is out. And bitch, we are living, honey. We are living. <laughs> the show is out. The hosts are out. And we are proud to talk about Living for the Dead, episode one, The Clown Motel. <laughs> of course. Holy oh. I hear gay people. Just to confirm, though, you're taking me to a clown motel. We've all been there. You're exhausted from traveling. You're cranky. Both very full and not full enough on gas station snacks. So you stop at the closest motel, grab some shut-eye. And suddenly, bam! You open your eyes to a massive seven-foot ghost clown towering over you. Sound fun? Oh my god! And the gays are here, and they are here to clean up the toxic hetero mess that the rest of the ghost hunters have left. How fucking fitting is it that last episode was Zach is an actual terrorist of the <laughs> yes, paranormal. Yes, And then we watch this Perfect. where it's just a bunch of out proud queers who are just like, hey, maybe let's be respectful and treat the ghosts how they want to be treated. <laughs> Let's just be nice. Yeah, they're here. They're queer. They're working to let the dead walk into the light, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately we are introduced to the lineup. Kristen Stewart obviously got together the most powerful consortium of gay paranormal celebrity. This is like a D&D lineup. Of this of is like character. the A team, but gay. <laughs> but it's gay. like the A team. It is so okay. No surprise here. This show is insanely scripted, <laughs> incredibly scripted. Mm -hmm. But but the characters alone are incredible. Number one, my favorite, Logan, <laughs> the psychic twink. <laughs> And let me just preface this because we only get a flavor of these of these folks on this episode, but I did do a deep dive on all of them. So we do have Logan Taylor, the psychic twink medium, Southern Hill Witch trained in Tennessee. Ooh, Hill Witch trained. That's mm -hmm. incredible. Logan. <laughs> He who has the greatest stank face oh. as a reaction to literally everything. Yes, he is extremely emotive. He's very intense and he he can he can turn on a dime depending on how he's feeling. And then we have Juju, the gay witch. Yeah. 
<laughs> Juju Bay, the spiral spiritualist, hoodoo practitioner, and ex-Catholic. And I Whoa, and she said something in perfect. a podcast that made me really happy, where she was like, Well, Catholicism is just witchy Christianity, but you just get called out and killed if you actually mention that. Nice. Then we have Alex, the lipstick lesbian ghost hunter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tech expert who beda- Kesha oh. didn't even have half the bedazzlement on the, on her devices that Alex brings to bear. This shit, okay. In the timeline, Kesha's show came out first. This is true. But we heard about Kristen Stewart's show before the Kesha show. I believe so. I think the pandemic kind of got everything kind of weird. Because I read an interview with Kristen Stewart that part of this was she, as a, you know, kind of big wig, as far mm-hmm. as pull goes, had been joking with some producers about doing this, how much she would love this to happen. And that kind of, you know, snowballed mm. almost like how I ended up seeing the first Twilight movie in theaters as a joke that snowballed into a reality. Into seeing every single one. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I feel called out. Please. Don't. I don't know, because I'm wondering who who be, who bejeweled their REM pods first. It is Alexandra, Alexandre LeMay. Oh, really? Because she got her big break in the paranormal by auditioning to be on a special for Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum Whoa. and winning the contest. Whoa. Which, I mean, looking at her... Dude, you know, you know. Yeah, we know why she won. Yeah, Zach Bagan's wolf whistled, his eyes rolled out of his head, his tongue went all the way down to the floor, he started pounding on the table. And she's like, well, I, I do have a secret weapon. <laughs> I'm not interested <laughs> in men at all. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like her experience was generally negative with the other men talking over her on that special. I can imagine. She did say that Zach and the actual team were a lot of fun and that she particularly loved Aaron Mm. and gave him like eight giant goofy hugs, Uh which she really treasured. And she eventually... Uh, just recently was featured on an episode of Zach Bagan's spinoff paranormal show, House Calls. Interesting. So, like, they've kept in contact. Zach thinks he's playing the long game, <laughs> not realizing she's actually gay. <laughs> Why don't you like men? Our next person to talk about, <laughs> we have just as much <laughs> chance. Yeah, uh, Ken Bobble. Oh, Ken, the fucking otter tarot reader. You have to hit that Y in there because he is also from the South. So he's Ken. His fingerless gloves and bowler cap. Ooh. I I love Ken. <laughs> Ken becomes one of the main stars of this show. Oh yeah. This is this is high praise coming from me. Okay. Because of the people I know. You're the most dramatic human being I've ever You met. are kidding me. <laughs> this show has something going for it right out of the gate because not only is Logan Taylor a, a like a Southern Hill Witch trained person, but also Ken. Both Logan and Ken, Ken, 
come from very similar backgrounds. They were raised in super religious households, mm. and but they had those like long Southern root families mm-hmm. where there's the auntie or the grandma who just does all the weird shit, but they never call it witchery. Oh, cool. But yeah, Ken was, that was his grandma because he couldn't do anything around his dad. Ah. So he would go to, uh, to the his grandma's house on the weekends and his grandma would teach him all the shit. Wow. That's how he learned tarot and all this stuff yeah. before his dad found out he was a gay witch and threw him out of the house. Huge bummer. F- you. See, I wonder if the level of trauma from being a gay child opens the third eye. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Like, is it is there something about like having to like keep a secret the like majority of your childhood lead to yeah. like this sort of like extra you know, this opening to the other world. It very much could be. And also it could be linked into just the amount of empathy mm. that you develop, which is clear as part of this show mm-hmm. is that every, all of these people are just like open love, be your true self, come through, <laughs> come <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. To a point where it's like, all right, y'all can yeah. we, can we fucking stop? Oh, and that is a perfect segue into, last but not least, the leader of the whole crew, Roz mm-hmm. Dressfulness. <laughs> yes, the fucking Hannibal of this show. An enormously tall, Latina, trans drag queen, slash mm-hmm. paranormal researcher. <laughs> slash comedian and excellent podcast host. That's right. You mentioned the toning it down. (laughs) I I will come out of the gate as the villain, as I always am in these experiences where while I did have fun with the show, this did bring into stark relief something that is uh, deficient in me. Mm. And that is my inability to process sincere joy and communal sadness where i'm just like ugh, okay can we calm down here's the thing joel Mm -hmm. i on the other hand am very empathetic yeah i i can i can appreciate a uh a a saccharine uh emotional moment uh i can appreciate you know true joy but you know what i don't appreciate Huh. Scripted saccharine moments, scripted joy, scripted laughter, Joel. That's that's the stuff that really makes my like skin crawl because this is a show <laughs> that was produced by the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy team. Oh, it was! Oh my god, dude, that makes so much sense. Cause I wrote in my notes, I was like, this is beat for beat. The same show. <laughs> it is exactly Queer Eye with ghosts. Exactly. The demons we sometimes deal with that are the hardest are those we find within ourselves. I'm so proud of you and I see you. If me dealing with the world keeps me from dealing with me, on my worst day, I'm okay with that. I won't leave with that being the truth. Okay. I've dried my eyes. Now let's go party. <laughs> 
power is a good spirit. This is arguably one of my biggest makeovers ever in Queer Eye history, honey. Well, my life would be different if my dad didn't disown me. I wouldn't have been homeless at 15. I probably would be like a lawyer or something, you know? No one has ever made me cry like this on this f***ing TV show before. <laughs> We are introduced to our gay team as they <laughs> as they oh are driving. <laughs> Fuck, so good. <laughs> as they're driving through the desert towards Tonopah and the Clown Motel in their fabulous RV. God damn, jealous as fuck. I know. As far as television vehicles, this is up there. You got the cow horns on the front, and you got spooky adornments inside. All the Elden Ring items. Yeah. But they're fabulous. (laughs) And we've got Ken flipping through his tarot cards in slow motion. Mm. And he immediately pulls the devil card, and he's like, I don't like the look of this, guys. (laughs) And that's immediately where I was like, ah, I see what we're getting into <laughs> this is this is definitely like they do have alexandre lemay i just really like saying her full name because it's fun but uh they do have alex as the tech expert which that aspect is pushed way to the back yeah is this where ghost shows are going to have we flipped back from that scholarly article we talked about where masculinity had taken over ghost shows Well, clearly, this is the pendulum swinging far to the other side. The pendulum went so hard into masculinity that it has developed terminal velocity all the way (laughs) out and it just flies off into the distance. It's about to fucking do a full 360 because this shit is like as about as far away from ghost adventures as you can get while still (laughs) maintaining the same tropes. Yeah. I find this fascinating to compare. I feel like the only one in this team that would like pre- at least pretend to like Zach would be Logan. I imagine Logan would be like, let's see if he's really straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he'd be buying Zach a lot of drinks and like trying yeah. to like sit on his lap and stuff and be like, I don't know, like maybe. <laughs> Me and you read Logan differently. I think Logan would be buying, buying Zach lots of drinks, but being mean to him. Oh, oh, I will. Like g- doing yeah. the subtle burns, yeah. but like with a smile on his face. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the person who'd be giving lots of subtle burns to Zach would be Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Ross would be laying some nice fucking burns on Zach with him not realizing. And I think that Roz would do it fully standing at her whole <laughs> yes, height. Yes, like seven over foot ten. <laughs> yeah. in, in absurd heels. Heels so high that she needs help getting everywhere, which is one of my favorite parts of this show. And she reveals early in this episode as they're driving and they're starting to talk about clowns and how everyone feels about clowns Mm -hmm. and and ken is like fuck clowns fuck clowns a hundred percent and everyone's like oh ha ha ha, you're scared of clowns and then roz is like well i used to be a clown (laughs) i was raised by clowns kenneth and it's like it's like this is what the the fucking conservative right wing thinks 
is is yeah. like the progression of like a trans drag queen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is you start you start out as a little little boy who dresses up as Rainbow the Clown. <laughs> And then you get a taste for it, and you become gay. Which is literally, as Roz reveals later in the episode, that is exactly what happens. I know, I know. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. They they pull up to the world-famous Tonopah Clown Motel, unaware that the rituals they do that night may rise love Tonopah up from the mines <laughs> underneath the town. That's right. And Roz, with assistance from her team, <laughs> escapes from the car. <laughs> Fucking stilts. It's like that it's like yeah. that scene from the Marilyn Manson music video of like beautiful people yeah. when he's like <laughs> clopping around with all these people helping him. <laughs> this this particular beautiful person clops into the <laughs> lobby of the clown motel to meet Haim, the general manager. Ham. 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 God, yelling ham at people. One of these days. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that because I do yell at people in traffic quite a bit. Maybe I should just start yelling ham at people. We missed again. we missed the golden opportunity of like prank videos, but in like two thousand one or something. Like oh, like yeah. yelling ham at people, like drive by hamming would have been like yeah. huge. Do we have any youths in like some Gen Z's or some Gen Alphas in our lives that we could like have them open to TikTok and start hamming people and that we just get the sponsorship no, deals from no, them. No, it's over, Joel. We missed the opportunity. That part that time is gone. <laughs> you blew it. Oh, and one thing that that becomes drastically clear <laughs> as this episode begins is there is a huge camera crew. <laughs> oh yeah. This they've got drone shots. They have like crazy setup shots so much lighting this is a full production again the complete opposite feeling of your zachary baggins guys what's wrong the energy up here is so different than anything you felt is it sorry you were talking about Haim. ham well Haim is from india and uh the owner vj Purchased the Clown Motel in 2017. Whoa, very recent. Haim, the manager, is talking about how he loved clowns when, the, when the circus Bullshit. came to his town. Bullshit. And he just... <laughs> Yeah. Yo, these two are grifters. Oh, God. I'm. We'll get into it, but yes. <laughs> Haim claims to just love clowns more than anything and so when they the opportunity to purchase the clown motel came up vj did it and the actual number of clowns involved in the hotel went from a few hundred to over two thousand individual clowns that Haim brought in these guys these guys know what they're doing yeah yeah oh and we get our first jump scare of, of the episode, which is so strangely placed. Um, they're talking yeah. to Haim, and VJ comes out from behind him, and there is a jump scare noise, and uh, fucking Alex and uh, Roz, like, jump. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, the, 
what are you doing? Oh, no, there's <laughs> two of them. <laughs> and I was like, man, nothing was scary about this scene unless you were scared of, like, little Indian men. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I think they got scared because he was a hetero male. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Came out and they're like, ah, het, so het. Oh, my God, his clothes are so boring. <laughs> Logan was just like, oh, God, the straightness. Ah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm feeling it in my third eye. Oh, my, are those New Balance? Ah, it's so practical. Oh, ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> We just thought you were Sasquatch. You ugly, hairy bastard. Sorry, dude. I have to call out the 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 quiet dig that Juju takes to the GAC. So she's talking to the two uh like the like cleanup staff and she starts talking about how, you know, n unlike many other ghost hunting groups, we're not here to provoke. Yeah, we're here to heal and fix things. <laughs> there are a lot of not so subtle jabs at very specifically Zach Bagans in this show. People and ghost hunters love to provoke spirits and we are not here to provoke spirits. No. We just want to know what's going on and why. I want to provoke the hell out of them. Toby, are you the little that keeps attacking women here? I want to taunt the hell out of them. I want to provoke them, give them, a, give them a taste of their own medicine and see what happens when we do that. Shut, Shut the up! But also at the same time, the premise of why they're there is thin and unbelievable yeah. <laughs> because they're like, they're acting like, oh, they had to get us here because they're losing patrons because of the ghost mm -hmm. clowns. When yeah. Haim and VJ know exactly what the fuck they're doing. They've got scary yes. clown portraits everywhere. They want people to be scared of clown ghosts and that's what their business is exactly that is what they purchased and expanded <laughs> upon that's ex exactly what they're fucking doing we live in in unfettered capitalism so unfortunately this notion of oh we're gonna fix the one thing that would make anybody ever want to stay in anywhere near tonopah we're gonna get rid of the spooky ghosts that's not gonna happen yeah. man yeah they need the fucking money. VJ is into this place for over a fucking cool million, all right? He needs to recoup his expenses. Absolutely, dude. Like, they, th every time Haim and VJ are talking, they're just clearly playing playing the game. They're just, they're playing the game. Well, speak, <laughs> speaking of playing the game, Roz does snap a picture of Charlie the Big Clown. Right, so she does present that after making the worst fucking chlamydia joke I've ever heard. <laughs> clown media. Oh, that that was the moment the show lost me. <laughs> that forced that forced joke was the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is all scripted." I mean, that makes sense. I I, I don't know how these shows operate. And maybe this is po because this, uh, I listened to the podcast post the recording of this yes. show. And so they had time to develop chemistry. But all of these people have very good chemistry together. That's funny because I wrote in my notes, these people have no chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> see, to me, I, am, I don't see these people being friends before this show maybe after they're done with this show which you listen to the interviews post which that would make more sense they would pro they're probably 
very tight by the end of the show. But the first episode feels very forced. The forcing of everything continues. <laughs> they split up. Wait, you have to mention the the, the, the photograph. Look at this photograph! <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me go, eh. Because it looks like somebody pressed their nail and just scratched yeah, it. Yeah, it's not, it's not great, but it's also like... It was sus from the beginning because of how much they they centered this photo being taken. And they only take one picture. And of course, the only picture they take has a ghost in it. And she doesn't, re she doesn't show it immediately to everyone. She waits till later, like a bad movie. And just like a bad movie, they split up. Logan and Roz and Alex go down to the lobby to reinvestigate Charlie the ghost, the big clown. Yeah, and Juju and Ken go burn candles in Alex's room. Yeah, we could just get that one out of the way. And this is going to be very disrespectful to cultures, <laughs> etc. But like, this is some stupid shit. This thing is smoking like something is here. You see the black smoke? Is that normal for that? Black smoke typically means that there could be some energy that is malevolent. You smell that? It smells really bad. That buzz right here. Oh, it smells like, like horse <laughs> The reason this show loses me is that it, it, it relies on my least favorite part of paranormal investigation, which is nonsensical ritual and people that pretend yes. to be psychic. Adding the extraordinary to the ordinary, Juju sees a little bit of black smoke come out of her candle, which, yeah, I don't know if you've ever looked at a candle before, but that shit happens all the time. Or maybe I'm mistaken and I'm just surrounded by malevolent spirits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, my my candle releasing an occasional black smoke and the the flame going a little weird every once in a while... I mean, maybe I'm fucking cursed, <laughs> but that's every candle I've ever seen ever. And then they look up and they notice that one of the uh, chandeliers is swinging, which uh, I don't know if you noticed, Joel. Oh. I might just be dressed exactly like Ken. Oh, no. That's right. I have donned my fingerless gloves, <laughs> my bowler cap <laughs> with a little feather in it. And big, thick rim glasses, and oh, do I not look like the yummiest little otter boy. <laughs> because I am pulling out my own deck of cards and shurukening this fucking episode in half like Gambit. Oh, yes. Because later, when Alex is doing her own confessional in her room, yeah. you can see that a fucking vent is pointed directly at the flowers on that table and the chandelier above. Oh yeah. Blowing them both madly around. It is not even attempted to be hidden. No, it's really funny that you mentioned that because uh, I would learn from the podcast that Alex uh, eventually would sleep in Roz's room one of the nights and it's funny because Roz would have the heat on to like 83 degrees. So the vents in at least Roz's room were gushing air. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that's a good slash. Good slash across that. What? <laughs> 
I sent my tarot cards flying through this episode, opening it up from the inside. You got the crown of swords is a tarot card? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the crown of swords. That's fucking hilarious. Is something, something couple. How about the, how about the, the three of cups, Joel? How about the three of cups? Sword tarot How about, card. how about uh, the hierophant? The suit or of swords. The There's the suit of swords. The devil. I don't know anything. The lovers. I don't know anything about strength. Tarot. I don't know anything about yeah. tarot. I don't know anything I about anything that uh, you can do one time and ascribe meaning to it. But if you do it again, it loses all meaning because that means it's fake. Joel, I will show you a tarot deck, and it will ch- change your mind. Will it now? I have a tarot deck that is so fucking creepy and cool, you'll you'll love it. Right. Logan and Alex and Roz go back to the lobby for an initial investigation. The camera dies. This is some fucking bullshit. Logan's like, what? That camera's dead. This camera was at 30% battery. <laughs> Which, like, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, you don't start a lockdown with... 30% battery. What the fuck have you been doing? Like, how, how hey, drunk? Hey, 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 leave Logan alone. He's not the tech expert. That's Alex's oh, problem. That's true. That's how come he knew what level of battery it was at and she didn't? Because he's psychic, Eric. Oh, Felt it. that's right. He was like, I sense that it was at 30% battery. Did you notice his cool necklace that he was wearing when he ripped off his coat? Uh, no. What was it? He is wearing a chunk of geode on string around his neck, which comes from his, you know, super spooky grandpa, I believe, or grand, yeah, grandpa who found this gigantic geode on his property and they did all this like witch ritual blessings cool on this geode and gave it to the family for spiritual protection cool cool story cool i love magic items you know what speaking of magic items the emf detector comes off and they set it next to charlie and it starts going off and this is my favorite scene as far as contrast goes <laughs> Logan's getting all the people yelling at him, tell him to leave. And Roz is like, listen, yeah. if you want us to leave, just grab that rod, give it a little wiggle and we'll go. <laughs> and it yeah. fucking goes off and they're like, okay, bye. Logan is the first out at first. He's like, he's like, I've, I feel there's like an old man spirit here telling me to leave that mm-hmm. i have to get out and i'm like man as a gay dude from the south <laughs> he, he, he's he's got to have run into that a lot uh and he knows when to leave uh but he's like yeah i'm gone i'm done he, they give up on this on this like investigation immediately and i do love like he and alex are like yeah let's leave and Roz like takes a moment to like smirk <laughs> which is like such a like drag queen like moment of being told to leave it's like mm, mm. i'm gonna leave but you lose in this situation you lose I- i'm leaving of my own volition be- <laughs> i am leaving but it's because this scene blows and i'm out <laughs> i'm going somewhere better 
and they go somewhere ever so slightly better to the Tonopah Liquor Company. Okay, I am. I had written down in my notes. I was like, I was like, oh, Logan needs a drink. Yeah. And then five minutes after I wrote that down, he's like, girls, uh, uh-uh. uh. If I'm going to deal with these many ghosts, I need a cocktail. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> have you ever uh, have you ever explored the possibility that you might be uh, gay psychic? <laughs> no, Joel, I just hang out with gay people all the time. <laughs> oh, so it's something you can learn, I see. It is something you can learn and uh, yes, the gays love cocktails. Well, who fucking doesn't? That they know they have good taste. A traditional ghost hunting group would be like, "Man, huh. I sure could go for a beer right about now." Ugh. No. But you cut back to these guys and they're like, "Nope. Uh-uh. I need a quick fucking gin and tonic. I need baby. a TNT right now, baby." How did I know that you were going to say GNT? Am I psychic? <laughs> I think I'm Claire Gustin because I can taste uh, the GNT on my tongue right now. Elm, elm, yes. Elm. Well, it's low, low calorie, baby. That's what keeps twinks going. <laughs> I, hey, I, um, I ain't no twink. I can't lose hey, that much I didn't weight. Say it. Hey, I need to focus on it. I got, I got a gut that's hanging down. Joel, you and I at no point during our lives were even close to twinks. No, I was a bear cub. I, I learned that at the Judas yeah. Priest concert. There was some hungry eyes on me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you were definitely a cub, and now you're a bear. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm not big enough to be a bear. If we were gay, we'd be bears. <laughs> we would, <laughs> in, our little, in our little den together, recording our gay, big gay bear podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in our little hibernation den, we'd just wake up to, like, eat some quick snacks and, like, record a little bit, and then we go back to sleep. Yeah. Who would be the top? Uh, well, I didn't know we were together in this situation. I thought that's what you were implying by the bear cub, Dan. Well, I mean, like, I guess, I guess technically you'd have to be the top because you're the editor. Because I'm the editor. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, I do like to take some control, don't I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, my butthole's disgusting. I don't want anybody back there. Because you've already seen it. It's horrible. Writing you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen to the Patreon if you want that story. Wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more ghost adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. But yes, they go to the Tonopah Liquor Company to have a very... This has got to be scripted, right? Yes, yes, this is all incredibly scripted. So they show up at this this fucking... At this dive bar in this, like, western town, and it's only cool queer people or allies there. Yeah. I was expecting... I was hoping... For it to get like confrontational and weird, I I was as well until <laughs> in in retrospect, uh, listening to the the podcast interviews with every one of these people. The one you want to know what the one depressing unifying theme is for of all of those interviews for every single person. What what, what? all of them are afraid because this is now out on television. 
And now a lot of people in their lives who didn't know these parts of them are going to know them. And in their small towns are going to perhaps be even more weird or mean to them. Dude, move to Palm Springs. Get the fuck out of your shitty little town. Well, that's the thing. Like, Logan is still on his family property in, like, a small town in Tennessee. No, Logan. Logan could be getting so much dick <laughs> if he just moved to fucking San Francisco or fucking Portland. Yeah. If he just moved to move to somewhere where there's a fucking Eagles. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Hey, hey, listen, people. He's got his family property down there. You know, he he's he's having fun. He it's his it's his roots. The southern roots go deep, dude. Nah. We don't want you to be uncomfortable anymore, and we want you to go ahead and, and get out of this area. The bartender breaks the story in a very unscripted manner where she's like, do you want to hear about the trickster spirit? And they're like, ah, because Juju said the word trickster earlier. And they go, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> but keep going. And the bartender's like, goes, gives her very scripted spiel. Be, be as a as an ambassador for this shit town uh being like yes there is a seven foot tall all these fucking ghosts are seven feet tall they're just mm. so there's a seven foot tall clown trickster spirit that wanders from the graveyard to the clown motel <laughs> and Roz is like mm, say more Excuse me. <laughs> a voice from down the down the the bar goes yeah there's <laughs> This fucking hammered regular, hammered regular. She's like, hey, y'all bunch of city queers. <laughs> we have all met this woman. Oh, yes. And there was a mine fire and the original owner, he died. The original, the dad of the owners died and they built the hotel next to the graveyard. Yeah, Clarence David. Yeah, Clarence David died in the mine fire and his kids Built the hotel in his honor because Clarence loved clowns. Because clowns were not scary yet. You know, there was such an innocent, fun thing. Yeah. And then John Wayne Gacy has to it up for all the clowns. It, ripping arms off of kids down in the sewer, putting a bad name to clowns. Of course, this takes the twist as that yeah. drunk lady is like, it's so cool that you're here. This is the coolest thing that's happened in this town like ever, which is probably true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a bunch of like fucking paranormal gays <laughs> showing up. This is as exciting as like the D&D troop of heroes showing up in a village <laughs> out of nowhere, a haunted village. And they're like, whoa, you got a wizard and a fucking warlock and like swashbuckler. This shit is sick. What the fuck? Yeah. Like y'all have magic items. Well, and so is this is this part scripted because this lady is so on the money for the drunk regular who would approach the team of gays to be like my kids like you i don't get it but i'm trying they bring it up first completely quote-unquote unscripted they're like y'all got any gays <laughs> yeah <laughs> just immediately let remember the show is first and foremost about being gay mm -hmm. secondly it's about ghosts so they're like, hey, 
You get any people like us around? You got any, you got a queer scene? You got some queers around here? Yeah. And uh, and like one woman at the very end of the bar is like, I'm by. <laughs> yeah. And Roz rolls her eyes back into her head. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. What's they all? They all participate in some bi erasure yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, mm, yeah, okay. we're sure you are. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, but you made out with one girl at a party once uh, when you were drunk. And then this woman's like, well, my 17-year-old is non-binary. And they're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and and they're, they're like, you're trying your best. And Ken is is crying. Well, Ken gets up and he's like, I, I gotta go. Yeah. And he runs off to the bathroom and <laughs> Roz is like, hang on, I gotta go check on him. The the interaction in the bathroom, Ken is is openly weeping because this is where we find out where Ken's like, I can't imagine what my life would be if my dad didn't kick me out when I was 15 and I was homeless. I, I would have been a lawyer. <laughs> and Roz is like, but you're doing so good. Yeah. Right? You do your your card thing, and you have a bowler hat. You're so cool. Ken is is a deeply unstable <laughs> character in this show. Roz describes him as literally the most dramatic person that Roz has ever met, which is a lot. There it fucking is. If you are a paranormal drag queen Latina trans woman. <laughs> yeah. You have met some dramatic ass people. Mm -hmm. And Ken apparently, according to the podcast, takes the cake. Absolutely. He he hears that a woman's child is is non-binary and immediately, I don't mean to be shitty, makes it about him. <laughs> but it is part of the show. It's part of the show. He's trying to like it's trying to fill with like we're supposed to get this like, you know, character development we're supposed to get the warm fuzzies as well this is an anathema to me because i'm just like can you i mean i get it you had a hard could life could you bury it could you bury it like i do yeah <laughs> you just have to squeeze it down into your chest until it's a black pit where you're just uncomfortable most of the time and then you stroke yeah, out at yeah. 45 so i got about 10 yeah, years yeah, left yeah, which yeah. is a warlock 45 you're not gonna make it till 45 you're gonna make it so much longer than that oh you're gonna make it to 65. Aww. So as this whole scene wraps up, there is a strange implication here. I don't know if you got this. Okay. It is implied that after Roz has been consoling Ken, they fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you not notice that? Oh, because they cut to the 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 night. Yes. They cut to the night that after the drinking. And Roz is filming Ken's naked foot, his his little piggies peeking out from the bed. It's it's said that clown ghosts come and tickle your feet, and, <laughs> and she's filming his foot like wiggle a little bit. I can elucidate this. Uh, first of all, uh, Roz went to Ken because Roz was super scared, and also Ken was scared, so they shacked up together for that night. And every. Every time this gets mentioned in the podcast, when Roz is interviewing all the different people, uh, Roz is like, and then, you know, I went and slept in Ken's room platonically. 
platonically. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so they 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 got as much of the same expectations slash feedback as I was giving. Yeah, yeah. Which they, was that everyone's like, okay, so separate. You beds. were like consoling him crying. Yeah. At the bar, and then you guys went to the same room together. No, they they were they were and he was naked. They were all two bed bedrooms. That's. That's what was going on. Roz was in a separate bed. Yeah, to sleep. They slept platonically, <laughs> but they didn't fuck platonically. <laughs> oh my god! A bunch of stuff actually does happen this night where, you know, Alex says she saw a shadow person, uh, Ken's piggies get tickled. Uh, Logan is generally uncomfortable without being specific. This shit is, makes me furious. You know, they've all done their, like, confessional vlog videos by themselves. If if she sees a fucking shadow figure in her room, pick up the goddamn camera. Tech expert. Tech expert. Oh, that shit makes me so mad. It's like, uh, turn on a an X-cam. Apologize. Sorry about that. I really apologize. They have their round table to try and figure out what's happening here and this is where they set the seeds of improv for the psychics because i don't believe at all in psychics i think it's nonsense okay so here's my problem with psychics as a whole and why i don't like shows around them Mm -hmm. it's because anybody who has a modicum of talent in improv can just do it it's not hard (laughs) call me now for your free reading so they set up their improv categories where it's like okay we have two spirits one is a trickster and one is fucking charles the dead dad clarence not charles clarence yes (laughs) it's charlie is the name of the clown doll and Clarence oh, is the yes. name of the dead dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to set up this big experiment, and it's my least favorite thing. It's fun to watch, but it's as far as like if you want to get evidence or tr- convince me as an audience of of anything happening, having sitting a psychic down in a room to do an improv game is not what's gonna get me. Okay, so so prior to this, they do the spirit radio. In Alex's room, which is a, a 111, which is supposed to be super, super fucking haunted. Mm. And they do the spirit radio in there, and all it says is Ken. And then nothing else happens. And Ken, oh, bless this boy, is like, I can tell that the reason why none of this is happening right is that they're trying to cause chaos, which is triggering me. Props to him for like, Blaming the ghosts for not giving evidence. Very good. It's the psychic improv nature of this yes. that is does not sit well with me. It is this that spawns the whole plan to... Send Ken to the lobby. Yeah, Roz is like, Ken? Roz takes control. No, don't say it. Guess what, Ken? Fucking sensory deprivation. You get your sleeping mask and your headphones. We're putting you in the lobby. Fabulous sleeping mask. Very soft. <laughs> with 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 eyelashed eyes embroidered on them. And then Roz also sends Juju and Alex into the cemetery to ask questions based off of what Ken is getting. And then 
Roz and Logan are in the command center because Roz doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, I think she's tired of this whole thing. <laughs> the thing that you realize on Roz's podcast is that she's a skeptic. She's open. She likes to talk about this stuff, but she's like, she doesn't really believe in psychics and shit like that. Really? No, she doesn't. Oh, I'm wow. on team Roz. <laughs> Oh, dude. I Yeah. Okay. Main character, a thousand percent, is Roz. Yeah. Roz is... I, I'm here for Roz. Roz is our, is our anti-Zach Bagans, and we're here for it. I think there's a lot of love here. I feel a lot of heart. Ken certainly thinks he's going to die. Yes. Because he is, he is situated in this clown motel lobby, completely cut off from senses, Again, this just feels like spooky improv. He is like feeling in front of him. He's like, they're here, oh, but low. Yeah. The voices are coming from down here. And like, it's also ruins it that there's like a camera crew in there. Yeah. You know, because he has one X cam on him, but then he also has somebody filming him from the corner, which like is getting all these dynamic angles and like moving around and stuff. And it just, ah, that shit just ruins it for me. Which is Warlocks. I had fun watching this. I kind of want to watch the rest of it. I'm very excited to see the adventures of Roz and the and the A team. <laughs> it's just I as, can't get over that. As as far as scientific <laughs> evidence of ghost, somebody who is aware oh. of the stakes and aware of what they're looking for, being like, okay, these people are in a graveyard. Look below. Oh, I'm getting Charles, the old dad ghost. He says for me to call him daddy, which is okay, Ken. We know you have dad stuff. Fine. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a trickster spirit that's interrupting Charles. So it's hard for Charles to get through. And that's basically what happens. That's how they, the whole fucking thing wraps up. Yeah, the whole situation is like, I, I, I summed it up. All I wrote down in my notes about this whole situation was Ken spouts some shit. Yeah. That's all I wrote because it's just, it, he just says a bunch of things and then he starts it, it like contradicting himself where like the ghosts are like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You're safe. You're safe. You're not safe. You're, oh, you're not safe. You're not safe. That sounds like a trickster to me. And then Ken is like, hey, we got to stop. I've, I've, I've run out of improv ideas. Logan gets touched while they're watching. Yeah. And he goes, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he reacts the same way I do to when like I have a bad tag in my shirt. Yeah. And I go, Ugh. yeah, or or a spider web brushes your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they wrap up, they give Ken a big hug, and their prescription to Haim and VJ is <laughs> guess what? Hey, maybe make the clowns a little less scary because yes. the dad of this place, he's a protector spirit. And he just kind of doesn't like the direction. And then Haim and VJ go, yes, of course. Wink. Yeah, dude, they are so clearly not happy about this. Yeah. They're all like, uh, maybe you should get rid of all these scary clowns and instead just have joy clowns because you're trying to like bring people joy, right? Right. And they look at each other like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. We are bringing joy. The episode even ends. I don't know if you watch all the way through the credits. Oh, I did watch this. VJ and Haim hanging up the nice clown 
portrait above the scary. Yeah, it's so, it's so, oh my God, that shit is so funny because they're like, wow, thank you so much. We are getting so much more business and, and look, Haim, what are you doing? And he's like, I am covering up the scary clowns with the happy clowns. Two seconds after the camera cuts, he just yeah, they're just like, it over rip his... it down. <laughs> They're like, oh, we have to repair for the Juggalo convention. <laughs> I can confirm you can still book the very scary themed rooms. So no shit. They we, they hit the road again. The A team on to their next adventure. <laughs> Roz is very afraid of Ken becoming a gay cowboy, so they have to get out of the the desert and on to their next mission. I literally have to go get a drink ASAP. Agreed. Got it. Cocktail. Let's get let's you a drink. Go. All right, let's do it. Eric. What did you think of this show? It's exactly what we deserve. <laughs> I know I said this with Kesha, that the Kesha show is is like the millennial version of Ghost Adventures. Mm. But this is exactly Queer Eye for the Dead Guy. Yeah, how did you feel about it? As far as paranormal shows go, watching people who say they're psychic react to things as it's not my cup of tea <laughs> after watching this twice and listening to now five episodes of Roz's podcast i am super here for Roz. yeah dude no Roz is dope yeah Roz is dope ray of sunshine i'm very interested to see what happens apparently that it gets way scarier as the time goes on Oh, it better, because that was not a scary episode. I'm interested to see where it goes, and I think after all of the shit we've talked about the uber-masculine performative nature of Ghost Adventures, we kind of have an obligation to try and promote this, because otherwise we are just fence-sitting pieces of shit. <laughs> hey, look, I don't know if we have promoted ghost adventures at all with our fucking podcast i think our podcast has yes maybe pushed people to re-watch the show maybe a little bit but not out of love <laughs> <laughs> and and we are contrarians yes this is what we do yeah and and yeah i say it's it's a worthwhile watch, uh, watch um, but I'm not gonna jump out and say, hey, it's a better ghost hunting show. No, I think I think you're here for a gay road trip that just happens to involve ghosts. Yes, yes, it's a fun D and D campaign with all gay characters. Yeah, uh, fighting the good fight. To bring joy to the spirit realm, which uh, the Gak have brought so much sorrow to. Dungeons and Drag Queens. <laughs> there it is! Yes! And hey, <laughs> speaking of dungeons, are we going mm. to try and invite this cast of magical characters to challenge them to fight in our dungeon? Yes, I believe we must challenge at least... Producer Kristen Stewart to come fight us in the dark. Yes. <laughs> this is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. We talked about how the pendulum of of the paranormal show 
has swung. Very hard. It's swung away from the hardcore masculine bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> of ghost adventures and, and, and swung pretty far, pretty far to the left over with our team in Living for the Dead. Yes. But with every pendulum, a swing to the right comes. Mm. And I say, Kristen, I need you to, to fund another show. Oh. This is the ultra-conservative, right-wing, <laughs> ghost-hunting show called Don't Dead on Me. Don't Dead on Me. <laughs> Starring such characters as Brent, the elite gamer <laughs> slash spirit challenger, challenger, channeler. Fuck me. <laughs> Courtney. She wants to see the manager, but she also wants to exercise your demons. And that is K-O-R-T-N-E-E. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then we have just straightforward Steve, mm-hmm. he's a gun enthusiast yeah. and a demon hunter. Mm-hmm. We got Gus, he's a crypto enthusiast slash cryptozoologist. Yeah, he has a clump of Bigfoot's hair. That's right. And it still smells like shit. Oh, yeah. But you know who's leading the whole team? Who? Dan Hooven. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. That's right. I think I heard my name. I think I heard somebody say Dan. That's my name. That's right. Our boy Dan Hooven leading a team of the most closed-minded, <laughs> angry, right-wing, traditional ghost hunters we've ever seen in a, in a show that's needed by no one. Yes. Don't dead on me. Don't dead on me. Coming to Newsmax. <laughs> Coming to, to country music television. <laughs> Exclusively to be released on Truth Social and X. <laughs> Truth Social. Streaming on Truth Social, yeah. <laughs> God, Eric, fucking same brain, man, because... Oh, no. My challenge to this, to producer... And creator, Christian Stewart. Kristen. Kristen Stewart. (laughs) I really think the dynamic is fun, but I think I want to pull one person off of your team. What I think this show really needs is one boring contrarian straight that no one likes. (laughs) Just in the back of the fucking Winnebago. Oh, see, while I went with a full opposite, you went with just poisoning the lot. You went with just one bad apple. And I think that, what was it, Gamer Boy Bryce? Brent. (laughs) Brent. Gamer Boy Brent, who I believe would be a Reddit mod. I'm assuming a tool shirt, protruding stomach, cargo shorts, long leather jacket, fedora, fingerless glove, patchy beard. (laughs) We're sorry, Ken. (laughs) He's taking most of your look. Uh, Sitting in the back of the Winnebago, they're talking about Logan's like, well, you know, I just feel things. And he just goes, isn't that just a a trick of the mind? He, he, like, leans over Alex and just puts a hover <laughs> hand over his shoulders, like, yeah, you know, the XLS cameras, uh, they have a lot of uh, tendency to get artifacting. Uh, I would really be suspect of that evidence. Oh, fuck. Building up over a season of Brent the Gamer straight amongst this road trip of gays as they're getting Juju's cursing him. I love this. See, see, this is perfect because this is the prequel to my series. Yes. You just infect the show 
with Brent the gamer and that advertises the spin-off show which is Don't Dead on Me. Yeah. <laughs> but it also ruins the entire show of Living for the Dead. <laughs> I imagine him constantly constantly like being jealous of Ken's outfit yeah. and the more he's jealous the more Ken doesn't want to dress that way. <laughs> and he's constantly like nice guying at like Alex Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I always finish last because I'm so nice. Yeah. Let, hey, uh, let me tell you about my prowess. He likes to tell Juju about, like, how he has black friends. Yeah. He is he is the worst. <laughs> Just the worst stereotypical straight online straight man. <laughs> oh, no. He, oh, God. Honestly, Eric, I, I took it a different way. I think that this would make the core group stronger and gayer. And then <laughs> Brent gets kicked out literally by Roz's gigantic legs, fucking long, <laughs> powerful legs. And huge boots. Huge boots kicks Brent out of the Winnebago on the side of the road, and a pickup truck comes rolling by, and it's a cryptid <laughs> research truck in a small town <laughs> and Bryce he dips his he tips his fedora he like looks <sighs> from the side of his eye gives a little smile it's like we'll see you again a team down the road <laughs> and he turns to these new fault these new fans and he, new friends and he goes I have a proposal for you guys <laughs> and they go what's that kiddo I got a show for us to make Shing! but they're eric they're gonna need a producer and stepping from out of the void the straightest ghost hunter in the world <gasps> nick groff with his no! money <laughs> is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises because that's not gonna make me scream like a little girl dance floor is yours show yourself Hey, happy Halloween, happy y'all. Happy fucking Halloween. I hope this episode spooked you and thrilled you yeah. as much as it did us. I hope you got spooked, thrilled, and drilled. That's the best way yes. you can have fun on Halloween. <laughs> spooked, thrilled, and drilled. And Oh, please. Sounds like a really good Halloween. We're still on a regularly scheduled program. We'll be talking about the next episode of Ghost Adventures next time, but... We wanted to do this and just have a little surprise and talk about something new and super gay and super fun. (laughs) And something we've been looking forward to since we started this podcast. I know. And I'm fucking here for it. I'm probably going to go home and watch the next episode. And hey, if you like this, let us know. If you want more talking about this show or other paranormal shows, just let us know. We're whores. We'll do whatever. do whatever you want which is the more likes yeah <laughs> we are at your command and uh i have one command for you eric oh but to love you no it's to have a happy halloween because i love you oh hey <laughs> happy halloween there joel <laughs> uh, good night all right <laughs> All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com and don't forget to check out our brand new website 
at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night.